Well, friends, we have a powerful episode for you today. I don't throw the word hero around lightly, but today I get to interview one of my new heroes, and he comes from the country of Kenya. He has an unbelievable story, and I recently watched a documentary about his life, Muli, M-U-L-L-Y. You can get the movie there. We'll put that in the show notes. But guys, this is a powerful documentary sharing about this kid who was a street kid who raised to prominent success in his country, incredible wealth. And then one day God told him to quit his work and to literally bring children off of the street to care for them, to clothe them, feed them, educate them, provide for them, and then send them back out to impact Kenya and beyond. Now they've done this with 25,000 children. That's right, 25,000 children. They and their family have brought in this continues to grow and expand. And it is an incredible story, an incredible family, an incredible movement. And I would encourage you to listen to this. The Wi-Fi is a little bit spotty. It can be hard to hear them a little bit through the broken English, but I'm telling you, this is a powerful story of obedience. And God is blessing this so much, so deeply. As you watch the documentary, you'll see that this has not been easy. It's not been a clear path along the way. There were moments of struggle, and yet they've continued to stay obedient. And it's unbelievable to see what God has done. This model is actually in five different locations across Kenya and is being replicated across the world. The Muli model for how family is so important, the key to what they do. And they are called Muli Children's Family. Not fund, not initiative, not nonprofit, but Muli Children's Family. And family is so important to what they do, so important to who the church is, the family of God. So guys, I I just want to invite you to be inspired and encouraged by this episode. This is one of the sovereign themes in my own life and life of our family is orphan care. We work very closely with Compassion International and others. Two of our kids entered our family through the miracle of adoption. And uh, I was tearing up during this story, just an incredibly powerful story of Charles Mooley, his incredible wife, their eight kids, and now the 25,000 other kids that they have brought into their family. What an amazing story. I would encourage you to listen, to be inspired, and to ask in obedience, how can I respond, God? Also, if you would like to support Muli Children's Fund, you can do so with the link in the show notes that'll lead you there. Enjoy and be inspired by this episode with Charles Muli coming to us all the way from Kenya. Well, friends, today on the podcast, I had a special privilege and just watching an incredible story uh, in the movie Mully, M-U-L-L-Y. I'm talking with Charles Muli today. He and his family are serving thousands of children in Kenya, a new hero of mine. What God is doing through you guys is incredible. So, Charles, thanks so much for coming by the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I got to tell you, your story deeply inspired me. Uh, I could barely fall asleep afterwards the other night as I watched this movie. And so, friends, if you are listening to this, you need to go and watch the movie. We'll share the link below here, but just mullymovie.com will get you there. You can watch this for free, this incredible story that's unfolding. And so I don't want to spoil the whole story, the whole documentary, but I'm blown away. God is changing Kenya, but first God changed you in the process. And I want to talk about some of that. So take us back to when you were a kid. You had a rough childhood. And what started your journey 
to helping now so many children, but in your own childhood? Yes. In a brief, uh, I would like I would like to start that uh, me myself. I was a street child, uh, a boy who was abandoned when I was between five and six years, and then um, my family, my father, my mother, and even my younger brothers, that they left, and I never knew where they left for. And therefore I could not see them. And so for 10 years, as I grew up uh, with a, a good Samaritan, especially also my grandmother, uh, through my mother, uh, she also played a big a part in also saving my life. But she was also very, very poor, and she could not afford any good meal or something like that. But also later, I decided to go uh, away from, from there because my uncles, they thought that I was coming also to inherit uh, the, the, the farm that belonged to them. And for that reason, then they chased me out from owned no property, nothing. They were extremely very poor. My father was also a drunkard. He used to drink a lot and always creating chaos at, 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 at the place where we are staying. And then when they left, I did not know. So they went and completely, I never saw them. And so my life, I grew uh, as a very poor, a very poor boy. And uh, I was known as a beggar uh, in our uh, little village. And uh, these houses where people were living were thatched house, you know, with the grass, covered with the grass and the muddy, and a very small um, round, you, you know, circle, um, a house that we live in. There was also one bed and myself, I used to sleep on the floor, but not floor, it is on, 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 on the soil. And so that was the life. But anyway, now coming to how I came from that kind of situation, I was 16 years old. And when I was 16 years old, I had never seen also my, my parents. And I was wondering, why should I leave? And there was a spirit that was forcing me to commit suicide because I found myself to be really useless. And I could not see any hope. There was no kind of uh, any good life at all. And so I decided to commit suicide. Uh, it was uh, on a, a Sunday day, and then uh, I was just standing, and there was a small path, not a big path. And then there was also a river somewhere. And then I said to myself, why, why should I live? I never knew about God. I was not a Christian. My parents were not Christian. And that's why my father used to really drink and drink and drink. And then they abandoned me and then they left. But as before I committed that uh, uh, suicide, then somebody shouted at me. And then it was a young man, but he was older than me by far. And then he asked me, hey, shouted to me, what, what are you doing? Um, can you follow me? And uh, 
really, I, I will take you somewhere. Uh, this place is for, full of joy. And uh, I just want to, to go with me. Then uh, after I shot one, it took almost five to 10 minutes to, for me to think about what is he saying? Because I was out of mind, out of place. And um, something uh, touched me and in my heart. And then I said, oh, yes, we, we can go. Then the direction that we took, there was a church. It, was, it wasn't a big church. And then there was a young people. Then they were dancing, singing choruses, and they were really very happy. And me, I looked pale. I, I was completely, you know, out of place. I was not really myself. But I wondered how these people are so happy. And uh, this man invited me to, to go to that. And then the preacher came with a message. And this message was about forgiveness. I did not know this message word for who, because it was a message how Jesus came and then he came down and he forgave us our sin and how we are sinners and me being one of those because I was so hungry about my mother and my, my father. I also decided whenever I could meet them, I would really beat my, my father and through that perhaps I would really kill him also. So that kind of anger, that is what really uh, haunted me. And then when this uh, pastor uh, spoke about the forgiveness of sin and uh, all, all of us, we have fallen short of glory of God and we need to repent. And then I felt the message was only for me, not for anybody. Anyway, I decided to go to the city of Nairobi and there, because I knew Christ as my personal savior, I knew for sure he would really guard me and I started walking. No money, nothing. Over 75 kilometers, I was on my foot, walking, no food. I took water along the, 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 the roadside. And this water was dirty somehow but I managed to go to Nairobi. In Nairobi, I was you know, knocking the door everywhere. I was looking for a job, but fortunately then I got a job. The Anishan lady, she felt mercy on me as I knocked and knocked, but also it reminded me also, knock the door and it mm. shall be open unto you. Mm. Seek and you shall find. Mm. And that was exactly what I followed and I never, so uh, long story short, you were given this opportunity by this woman, a lot of hard work, and this opportunity led to you eventually uh, building great wealth, having great success. What was that like, moving from being poor and powerless to being rich and powerful? You know, uh, as I was paid well because of the hard work and the way I was working, almost 18 hours per day, I was able to buy a car and I started doing business because my heart and my mind and my future was so much laid on entrepreneurship, a business like. And so I bought the first car and then I started doing 
um, uh, business with it. And uh, out of after that, then I was able to buy another second car and I bought many and until I bought buses. And these buses was to fetch people from the city of Eldore to Nairobi and uh, also from Western, um, we say Western Kenya. And so the business grew and uh, I was also able to uh, get a, a, a business on disputing uh, oil products, oil products such as oil and uh, gas. And, uh, I did that in the um, of Western Kenya, disputing uh, gas to all the petrol station. And uh, that also gave me a big push uh, that made me also to become um, a wealth uh, person in my country. And uh, I got that. And so one day I could not work anymore. And this was because I had seen the uh, children, uh, you know, carried by their mothers and crying, no food, people uh, walking the street, begging, and then a lot of problems. However, then I had gone to Nairobi and I parked my vehicle. And that the vehicle, when I parked, there were uh, many uh, street boys. And then they asked me to watch my car and then pay them money. And then I said, no, I cannot give you money. I went to where I wanted to do business and then came back after only 30 minutes the car was not there. I was so surprised and uh, I could not believe. Then when I went to Adoret, that was the year 1986, I went to Adoret and then stayed for three years. The three years I could not work anymore and God led me to surrender everything that I had. And uh, it was in the car when I was crying and I was telling the Lord God, tell me what you want. Because over three years you have been speaking to me. I was like them. I was like those people who are still in the street. And that made me completely out of sight and out of mind. And that exactly, that is when I was driving my car, I got lost. And then I said, God, God, please tell me what you want. And then I was convinced that it was him who really wanted me to do his work by using me, give away the money, give away properties and selling, and then start the ministry of children as well as also um, uh, taking them to school and um, buying food for them, as well as clothing, shelter, and the, the school, which I built and continued until even today. Incredible, Thank incredible you. story. But what was that like? What was that those first years like of quitting your business and then literally starting to bring other children into your family? Mm -hmm. True. Yeah, it started by going to the street and uh, bringing 
those dirty children to my house and where I also lived with my my wife and my children. And all of them, they were surprised. And indeed, they could not believe what I was doing because they were so comfortable in their comfort zone. They were, that is where now they could no longer be able to use the house alone. And therefore, I also built uh, a house, the house for the children. And then we gave also our house because it wasn't so big to get all the children, over 300 children. And so I was able to build a school and then moved from that place in Doret. And then we came to Machakos County in Kenya. And then we started in a very dry land where there was a river, started doing what you call uh, irrigation, uh, doing farming, so that uh, the farming would help us to get food and then uh, get um, uh, food to sell in Nairobi, food for export uh, after having gotten the creation by European Union that we could grow as well as sell or export to them. And this was another entry of sustainability where we could support ourselves in a certain um, uh, you know, percentage of us supporting, you know, of, 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 of the Muli children family. And then opened also a workshop training young people how to do welding, uh, fabrication of doors for big houses, gates, as well as also doors and the building, laying of bricks and the stones. I continue doing that. I train and over 25,000 young people who have gone through the program, mostly who are business people, they are pastors, others are doctors and lawyers and engineers. And then the Muli children family has turned to be a place for entrepreneurship, training people how to fish rather than how to, uh, you know, how, how, how to give them the, the fish, but themselves to be able to fish. And that is the model. It's called the Muli model. And it is now, it has reached to many countries, including America, uh, Canada also, and uh, Taiwan, and then not only that, but also in, in Africa, Ghana, Nigeria, also Mozambique, uh, Malawi, and uh, South Africa. And this has only gone by prayer and uh, those who visit us to see what we are doing, they see it as a good model whereby you are a missionary and you are at the same time a business person because as a pastor, you, you are not really limited to train the people how they can uh, sharpen their mind uh, through the techniques and through the way and the model of, uh, you know, doing small uh, uh, scale farming, large scale farming and using water uh, because I have also been able to, uh, you know, build uh, water dams as well as also many schools in our country. And we feed also 
over 32 schools that we have been feeding during the time when we have uh, what we call dry season or severe drought. And then schools run without food and they also receive from us, we give to them to cook raw food. And that has been, an, you know, uh, evangelization because Jesus said, uh, whoever will take care of these little friends of mine, he will have helped me and I'll be very happy. And so we believe that we have, you know, uh, people God brought one by one. And those are good friends of the Molly Children family from America or from Australia, Germany, Canada. And we never went to ask, but people were touched by God and they committed themselves. They started committing themselves to really to give willingly. And we also give willingly without charging children school fees for food, for food or money for clothing or for education. We give it free, evangelization free. We receive it free, we give it free back to the Lord through the children and the community. Evangelization and feeding and educate them about the love of God and the prayer. Wow, well, some incredible things happening. And you said 25,000 children have come through. It's, it's amazing. Five different locations. This is going all to different countries across the world. What's next for Muli Children's Family? Yeah, that's a, that's a great and uh, really my vision, because it's a big vision that God really gave me. And I feel that um, uh, um, I'm young and uh, I can utilize uh, that time that God has given me by training uh, church leaders how to evangelize and mission wherever they go and train people how to uh, work by their hands and uh, in any way on industrialization and, uh, you know, even through fabrication of steel, making doors, making windows and uh, gates and so much, and uh, building houses. So all these things we are training here at Muli Children's Family. And I believe one of the things that they will get is about caring, caring for the less fortunate children. Street children opens and uh, windows, those who have lost and those who lost their, their husband. It is our responsibility as we also train them how to work and feed themselves. Because uh, my brother, the thing here is to empower uh, these uh, young people when they are growing. Empower them with the training skills, and also small scale loans that they can have money to start their businesses. I believe that these leaders, even when they grow through MCM, they are the one to be the future generation leaders, becoming the presidents of this country, of in Africa, and becoming also 
great teachers, great pastors, missionaries, and again, doctors and lawyers. And the world will be changed and changed for good. Beautiful, beautiful. I'm curious, you guys aren't called Muli Children's Ministry or Muli Children's Organization, but Muli Children's Family. Tell me more why family is so important to what you do. <laughs> yes, one of the things I know, organization, to organize many people in the whole world or anywhere, and uh, institutions, yes, but also what I believed, the Lord God gave me this, uh, the family, because the family is very, very powerful in uh, any nation, in any society, because with the families, you make a nation. With the family, you cannot uh, depart. There is love for a family. And therefore, that family, that family love, it encourages people in many ways through mentorship or through counseling and uh, loving each other, encouraging each other. And in that group, then the family continue to grow as Jesus left a family of 12. And one, of course, was not one of them because he betrayed him, Judas. But the rest who were left, they kept themselves as a family. And even when Jesus left and went up to heaven, this, this family went abroad. They went anywhere, Judea. They, they went Galilee, everywhere, to preach the gospel. And even today, we are, all of us, uh, we, we are the beneficiaries of the word of God uh, through those 12, 11 disciples who were left by Jesus Christ because they were commissioned. And we are also commissioned and we move even, even if the world does not really recognize that yes. the Holy Spirit will help us, will help us for their you know, change in their life and to know that Jesus liveth even today is alive. Mm, yes. Well, I am so inspired by your story. You are raising life changers and they are changing lives in every part of society from Kenya to the rest of the world. And I am just so grateful for what you're doing and the fact that you would take time to talk to our listeners today. How can people support and help the work of Muli Children's Fund there in Kenya and beyond? Yeah, thank you. Uh, whoever would like to support uh, the Muli Children's Family uh, work can feel free to send their donation to MCF USA. MCF USA dot com dot com. And uh, also in Canada, those who might be in Canada, they can send it to MCF Muli Children Family Canada dot com. And therefore, this will come to us because once they get money from there, then they always, every month, they give us a list of the donors 
and then we can write a letter or to say thank you and the money they put it in the bank transfer within 24 48 hours the money is in our bank here in Kenya well keep up the amazing work we i will share that uh, with everyone the link uh, if you'd like to support muli children's family but also guys i want to encourage you go watch this movie it's encouraging and inspiring it's a story that's taken place over a lifetime it shares both the background on charles's story and also what's happening right now your kids are playing a huge part in this as they are grown and now that has become their ministry as well so charles you and your team and your family please pass on our love you guys are doing incredible things thank you for the work the strong work you are doing across the world in Jesus's name. Keep it up. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. And for me, it is a great, um, really uh, a great evening that I've been able to speak to you, Pastor. And uh, as you go uh, back to your family, please greet them for me as well as also the pastor, the other pastors, and telling them they should not at all uh, be surrender uh, on on the things that are of the world. We, as messengers of the gospel, uh, we should be ready to serve him with humility and with hope and the faith and the prayer. Those four things. When they follow that, God will uplift them to have a great ministry, uh, uh, saving people's lives and even children's lives. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, friends, I don't know what you say after that. The amazing impact that they've had, the incredible humility in his life, the joy that he gets in living and serving as God has uniquely designed him and positioned him to do. A man of great wealth and power who came from the streets, now he's helping those same street children that are in the same spot that he was at. An amazing example and story and experience for all of us to think about what is our next step. What I know about his story was it was not easy, and the movie shares that, but it was a step of obedience at a time to see the incredible, literal, world-changing impact that they have right now. Friends, we're going to continue to share amazing stories with you. We're going to continue to chat with people who have been obedient, who keep taking their next right step. And I am proud to say that we're going to bring more stories like Charles Mooley to you and more and more leaders that we look up to even if they are across the globe. Guys, hope you enjoyed this conversation. Uh, if this speaks to you or is inspiring, go ahead and watch the documentary. Go ahead and drop down uh, and text this to a friend. Hit the share button. We would love for more and more ears to hear about this amazing movement breaking out in Kenya. We'll catch you next time.